from the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman. Thanks as always for listening and returning to the podcast for this episode for the third time is Ad Age's Anthony Krupe. Anthony, welcome back to the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Uh, thanks for having me, Robert. Uh, again, does again. this make me uh, does this make me your returning champion? Am I the uh, am uh, I your Marv Albert? You are as a soloist, uh, but okay. you're tied you're tied with Deitch, I think, f- as being on the pod three times now. Oh, well, the, but, the professor, I I saw your I saw your post today. The professor gets you gets you the traffic. So, the professor does get uh, get the traffic, not the Jim Miller traffic, but 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 traffic, good traffic. Thank I, you, Richard. The, the, the Deitch effect is a very real thing. Anytime Richard <laughs> tweets the URL to one of my stories, I go on Chartbeat, and the spike is just tremendous. It just goes like 200 people suddenly are on that page. So I, I can't say enough about uh, what uh, what Deitch does to the. Uh, to the traffic here. It's nice to have that uh, SI. I'm going to I'm going to say the word wrong because it's one of those words I learned and never said out loud. Imprimatur, is that right? That sounds right to me. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You can always if it's wrong, you can just delete this whole part. Nah, I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. Yeah, so I, I have to I, I have to thank Richard as well because I I just I don't think uh, any of this podcasting stuff happens for me without Richard. So Richard, thank you. Uh, so, so Anthony, I got to be honest. I have pretty low energy around the NFL ratings, but I had you on primarily to talk about. I wanted to have you on anyway, primarily to talk about NFL ratings. So, uh, after four weeks, what do you want to tell us? Oh boy! Uh, well, we started off and we looked at the first week and said, okay, Irma, you know, three of the top DMAs, pretty much without electricity, and you had a lot of people looking at Weather Channel, CNN. And then there was the second week, and there, that there was a lull there too. And we said, "Well, what 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 could that be?" Well, the games weren't particularly good. The, most of them were blowouts and low-scoring blowouts too. So that that that's never good. I know, as my people always say, "Ah, if you really like football, you like defense." But you know, it's not 1956 anymore. Yeah. People like to see scoring. Uh, and then the third week was obviously the whole controversy about. The kneel downs, the anthem yep. protests, uh, and then I don't know if it was a holdover. Uh, it certainly seems like it on social media. Although obviously we said this before, sentiment surveys don't really add up to much. Um, yep. But you had good games. I, the, the 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 daytime games were as good as I can remember. That was probably the best Sunday afternoon of football, uh, NFL, anyways, I've seen in a while. And yeah. The, the numbers weren't great. You know, the Cowboys did well. They yeah, did sure. well, but uh, in in a in a regional window. Besides, uh, so I don't know. I uh, I think we I think when we talked about this earlier, my idea was uh, you know give it till maybe Columbus Day, and then if they're still really down, then then we'll talk. But the caveat there was also okay. So they're down, but. You know, the pricing is moderated, and it's not like, you know, it's not still the most, uh, you know, it's not still the biggest reach vehicle on, on television. And yeah. it's it's the kind of numbers that uh, other leagues and certainly the general, general entertainment guys would kill for. Uh, you know, like the Fox guys always say, if anything, um, 
sports isn't monetized enough. You know, when you you compare the numbers that uh, pretty much any live sport does compared to the general entertainment stuff, where you get to the end of the season and almost nothing is doing even a 1-0 yep. in that 18-49 to 49 demo, <clears throat> it's just there's no comparison. So uh, it, it, it definitely feels like we're going to have to do a think about it um, maybe in a couple weeks just to, to say there's enough data in. Um, but, there's, it, it, you know, it's kind of like last year. There's so many different factors. I, it is not the way uh, I envisioned it. Uh, shaking out, but I don't think we could have, you know, I certainly didn't uh, imagine Hurricane Irma, and I certainly didn't imagine that the president was going to basically call fatwa down on the National Football League. Um, (laughs) And the the reaction kind of on both sides was so severe. uh, I think think a lot of what the message was supposed to be got lost maybe on both sides as well, because they're kind of started feeling at a point where like some of the players weren't really doing it for equality. It was kind of like to get back at, you know, the president or to, you know, so it, 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 it it got very muddy and very confusing really fast. And I guess that's just our reality now. Um, And this stuff is all amplified by social media and further distorted. So um, I don't know. I, I will say this. And again, we've, we've talked about this, you, you know, one person is in a demo and anecdotal evidence is, is about as useless as a sentiment survey, but I've found that I'm watching uh, less football and I don't, it's not that uh, it's not like it's not engaging and it's not like I don't have a certain vested interest in it. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Um, I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just depressed. That could be. I I think you know uh, what that that I think I think that could be it. So so my sense a couple things. So my my sense and it's still early. I, I mean I, I think we do actually need like a couple of more weeks to to, to really have a sense. But uh, this far in, you know, throwing out Irma, and I, I'm thinking you know it's down a little bit. Like you know yeah. single single high single digits maybe or low double digits, but it's down, and that kind of seems like it is now the new normal. Um, but my question for you, because you, you cover the whole space, like you, you don't you don't just look at sports. And I think, you know, before uh, before this year and last year, you know, the 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 thinking on the NFL was, well, they're, they're somehow impervious to the uh, to the trends of TV. And uh, that no longer seems to be the case. And, and my question is, you know, given that there's still the biggest game in town by miles uh, and we can talk about, you know, the. Uh, the advertising spot costs and how all of the top win, you know, the top advertising spot costs are going to the, uh, to the broadcast NFL windows. But is, is it that big of a deal that the, uh, that the NFL, you know, if you're looking at the NFL as a bellwether, um, is it that big of a deal? I, you know, I, I think anytime you have something that's that big and uh, the, the, the networks that do have a vested interest in it, you know, it's, it's three out of the big four, um, and obviously there's the ESPN connection with ABC, but um, in terms of the direct influence, you know, it's uh, when everybody has been saying that this thing is bulletproof and uh, gravity just isn't going to work on it to bangle the metaphor. Uh, I, I think people get a little itchy. Uh, I, I think they priced it. Uh, you, you saw, um, 
you know, they still got price increases because that's how TV works, but uh, they, they were moderate increases. They weren't kind of like the the big 8%, 9% hikes of years past. Right. Um, so they won't be on the hook for as many make goods. Uh, I think that I think the thing too is, um, although I, you know, it's the, the the maxim about never read the comments is always <laughs> applies here. Uh, when and, I wrote, and, about, and if you own your own blog, just turn the comments off. That's the oh way to go. god, yes. I I I don't even know why the comments. Uh, you know, in the old days, the, if you wanted to write a letter to the newspaper, you had to get a stamp and walk to yep. a mailbox, and you had to put some thought into it. Now it's just anybody who's got a modem and some bad ideas can just <laughs> yell at me, and, and then I want to fight. Uh, but I can't. You can't engage either. I, I did that once. I got in a got in a little trouble. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. It's like, uh, dear stupid. Uh, but, yeah, you know um, what? No, so, so, so we have to do a separate podcast. How is it that you've kept your job so long? That's a that's a topic for its own podcast. But let, let's get let's get back to the NFL. Uh, and uh, you were talking about wonder myself. <laughs> so, so the um, the it was it was Janine who did the the post on the uh, on the spot cost. She did, yeah, yeah. So there's uh, and, I, uh, I, we go, go we ahead, do, we always. Uh, the, the idea is to always do it. Um, I think Brian Steinberg, who's now at Variety, but he was at Ad Age for, for a long time, uh, I think he's the one who, who might have launched it. Maybe it was a person before him at Ad Age, but I always no, I think Brian's, Brian's been doing it for, for more than a decade. Yes. So when I was at Ad Week and I decided to jump into it, um, you know, because it's just, people are fascinated by it. It's 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 like the C three numbers. It's the numbers that nobody can get. So you, when you put them out, even the, you know, you get a lot of looky loos, and you always wonder like, why do people care about this stuff? But it's money. It's it's kind of like the celebrity, uh, you know, uh, the people on the Big Bang Theory are making one point one million an episode, and people are yeah. fascinated by that. And I don't know. That to me, that's just I can barely afford to buy a toaster. So I don't really like, you know, yeah. like you look at the unit cost for something and it's like, that's more money than I'm going to make in the next 10 years. Oh boy. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. so TV, uh, football is still in pretty good shape, but, um, uh, I completely lost my train. That, that's okay. Uh, let me, let me just read off some of the, uh, the spot costs from, uh, from okay. Janine's post and, 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 you know, that, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll grease your, uh, your gears, I think. So Sunday night football is number one, uh, with a nearly $700,000 spot cost. It's listed that, as six ninety nine six zero two. Yeah. That's number one in prime prime time. Yes. Good. Prime time. Yeah. Uh, Fox is Fox is number one. Closer, I I don't I'm not sure what number she put in, but I, I think it's closer to like 750, uh, and CBS is in there seven seven twenty for the for that for the late, late afternoon national window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Reminder: uh, a lot of people want this reminder to go out constantly, so I'll I'll, mm. I'll go ahead and, and and pile on with it. It is those. Uh, 425 games on Fox and CBS that are the most watched games of the week. Not the, uh, not any of the prime, usually not any of the primetime windows. Yeah, that's right. So uh, jumping down after Sunday night football, the next one also is NBC, almost 551,000 for it's Thursday night football. And then the CBS, 
And I don't know how those differences are. One is one is 557.09, and then the CBS is 549.791. I, I call that a, a virtual wash. So they're, they're the same yeah. price. And uh, yeah. then you get the first actual uh, primetime scripted show, which is This Is Us, which is uh, 394000 and some change. So you've got more than a $300,000 gap for 30 seconds. Uh, of commercial time between Sunday night football and then the, you know, the number one scripted show, this is us. Uh, can, can you add some context to that? Is, is there any good way to do that? Well, I guess it's, you know, it's all a function of, of the performance. Um, if you, if you work out, I, I don't want to get too propeller head on this, but uh, the CPM, so the cost of reaching a uh, thousand people in the demographic that you're, you're targeting um, most of the broadcast shows, the bigger ones, are in the 70s, like $70. Um, and it pretty much works like that with uh, f- football as well. I think Fox is the American Game of the Week. So I've got 755000 in change for the 30-second for the spot. Um, uh, for for, for that Fox. That works out to be for Fox, yeah, for that America's Game of the Week. So that works out. So far, they've had two games. They average 10.4 million adults, 18 to 49. So that's a 72 dollar and 80 cent CPM. Right. So that's it's that's a that's a good buy. You know, that's you could pay. Uh, uh, let's see, one of the worst buys on TV. Well, you got a lot of bad buys on ABC. Um, a lot of their 10 o'clock shows, especially their dramas, are underperforming. So they price 10 days in the valley way too high. You know, it, it got a hair over a million people in the demo. The CPM works out to be $100. So, you know, you could be buying football or you could be buying this thing that nobody's watching and it's only going to, you know, it's only going to get worse. I think that's the other thing, too, is as much as football might be down year to year, it's not going to go down every single week. It's right. not like a television show uh, where even the Big Bang is going to go down uh, 10% over the course of the season and most right. shows now lose about half their audience. So you're, uh, uh, I don't, you know, you're not going to get that with uh, uh, big bang uh, you, to that degree. You're not going to get it with this is us. I think that's a, a phenomenon. And I think they price that if anything, it might even be too conservative. I'm sure Linda Yaccarino will go in there and extract a premium. Uh, <laughs> as she, she fits. I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing sure. we got to get back to too. Yeah. The numbers we are better about, than they thought they'd be. Sure. Uh, you know, that was the thing that really surprised me because I had said uh, after week one, you know, um, uh, hey, so the NFL is down 8 7%. Uh, you know what else is going to be down? Everything. Everything's going to be <laughs> right. down this year. Big Bang came up. Uh, yep. It, it was over. Uh, yeah, last it year better, better, than the fun, better than the finale and the premiere, wasn't it? Yeah. Which that just doesn't really happen. And, and maybe it was a special. I do, you know, I guess I don't watch the show. Summer of uh, Trump. People need comfort. Yeah. That's that's my uh, prediction that is, yeah. on that. And I think that's uh, young Sheldon is like they finally figured out the lead out because they've never had a lead out. Yep. Not since uh, shit. My dad says uh, had they had a lead out that retained more than half of the 25 to 54 demo in the next half hour. Um and this, the only weird thing is that one's the multicam and one's a single cam. I don't know if people perceive that. You know, we do because there's something wrong with us that makes us think about TV all the time. But I don't know if uh, 
you know, uh, the, the average American who just wants to sit down and watch comedy is, is going to pay a lot of attention to that kind of thing. But um, they price young Sheldon. And now that was a premiere. It was a special premiere. Then it's going to move to Thursday with Big Bang after CBS's portion of Thursday Night Football is over with on November 2nd. So there's going to be a little lag. But I can't imagine if Big Bang comes back to the, you know, keeps retaining those big numbers like it usually does, that young Sheldon isn't going to, you know, come back after the four or five week hiatus and keep putting up numbers. In which case, they're going to have to, they're going to have to start raising that price because sure. we had a little over one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. The CPM works out to like twenty seven. Yeah, it's a, it's a steal. It, it, yeah. it, it's a it's a it's a good deal. So so I, that uh, that goes to Thursday. That that young Sheldon doesn't even come back until uh, CBS's uh, TNF run is over, right? Yeah, not till November second. Um, uh, which you know, think of all the weird stuff that's going to happen between now and November second. <laughs> what new fresh hell? Uh, what four terrible things will happen? We will be colonized by the ape people. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's going to be an inv- invasion of. Uh, Giant spider lizards. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, that that and that goes back to the, the the NFL thing is that used to be the escape, but with all the political stuff, I think a lot of people just think they can't kind of kick back and relax. Um, it is hard. You, you can't overstate how mad people are about this stuff. I I, I was uh, I was in Boston last week and. Um, I was surprised by how Pats fans, you know, these are, these people are pretty diehard, you know. Yep. Um, they were furious about the players taking a knee. Yeah, the, and, same, the um, same people that are talking to their friends and texting their mothers while the anthem is going on. I mean, yeah, if, exactly. so, yeah. so I just honestly, here's what I wish they would do for just one game. Play the anthem. Just show everybody in the crowd. I mean, everybody. Find all the knuckleheads yeah. who you know who have their hat on still. I mean, it, it's it's you know it's just funny to me how much people are really riled up over something they have disrespected any number of times in in bigger ways than kneeling. Absolutely. Uh, I, I remember going to the stadium. Uh, it got it. It was during the playoff run, right after nine eleven. Um, that's so obnoxious. I said the stadium, as if everybody knows what I'm talking about. That's like when we say the city. Yes, well, folks, it's Yankee Stadium. There is no other. Uh, we'll talk about baseball soon. Yeah, we 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 definitely need to talk to, to talk about that before you get out of here, because 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 yeah. uh, if the if the Yankees don't win tonight, you're going to be absolutely miserable. We'll, we'll we'll save that for the end. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That that'll that'll that's hanging over my head. Like I'm not going to enjoy this game at all. Like neither, neither will anyone at Fox Sports. No, no, because it's really they, there are several opportunities for them to have uh, what what could be a, a hell of a World Series. Absolutely, you know, is it going to be last year? That was a once in a millennium thing. Uh, but a Yankees, Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs that goes deep. That's that's going to put that's going to get people. In front of the set, um, and I so think I, I'm, I'm, I'll make a bold prediction that will probably never even get uh, get audited. But if uh, if there is Yankees Cubs and it goes seven games, I say higher than last year. Yeah, I, I would I would take that bet. I, I would. Um, 
I think I think uh, you know you got with the Yankees especially you've got that that Dod not Dodgers the uh, the Cowboys Duke basketball thing where there's an awful lot of people who who love them and then everybody else hates them and that uh, I think Aaron Judge is uh, is compelling to watch he, you know he seems like a nice kid and he's like a giant Frankenstein man and he just hits the ball so hard he he's gonna hit it out of that ballpark one of these days I mean he just He's he's an absolute monster, um, and they're more fun than they've ever been. Like even during the Jeter era, they were so buttoned down. You know, they're so kind of corporate Yankees. They, they, these these guys are just a, they, there's a lot of young kids, and there seems like a good energy there. And all of this is completely useless because I'm a Yankees fan, and I'm completely biased. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I I have this theory. I don't really understand why I spend so much time obsessing about sports because i really hate it it's miserable <laughs> fandom sucks it i went to i went to the uh syracuse kansas final down in new orleans and i felt like i was going to die for the whole game because i remember when when the cues lost to indiana because keith smart hit that baseline oh, jumper because yeah. nobody decided to block him and was basically sick for i don't know nine months uh and I just wasn't having a good time at all. Like I felt, I felt like uh, like I was going to have a, a major coronary event. And then we won, and it was the greatest thing in the world. And all the press, everything went away. Um, and then you're in New Orleans. Besides, there's no better place uh, to to celebrate something. But. I, I don't remember a second of that game where I was like, I'm really glad I'm here. <laughs> it's, it's awful. I, I think the best thing that could possibly happen is if your team uh, goes to the Super Bowl or the World Series and they just blow out the other team, uh, like the Women's World Cup where they're up 3 nothing at half, and you're like, oh, I can relax now. I can talk a little bit. I don't, I don't have to, you know, everything's good. Everything's going to be okay because otherwise it's miserable. And then you get all vested in it, and then you, you, know, then you do lose, and you're, then what do you do? That you wake up the next day and you're like, well, I, it's, uh, what do I got to look forward to? I guess uh, uh, there's a new episode of Will and Grace coming up, <laughs> and then you turn the oven on, but you don't like the thing, and then you put your head in there, and then <laughs> sleepy time tea. Um, <laughs> don't do that, folks. I'm not uh, advocating. I, 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 I hope people are taking this in the uh, the cheerful spirit that it's truly intended in, I think. Yes. No Sylvia Plath uh, copycat. All right, stuff. so so let me let me fun. let me let me pull you back to numbers for a second. So mm. so how would you how would you quantify if you could in like round number dollars or round number viewership? What is like what is the difference? I mean, between the Twins making a long long run and the Yankees making a long long run as far as Fox Sports is concerned. Uh, well, like it, it, it all comes down to really uh, assuming number the maximum length number of games for all series. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's obviously that's factor number one. I think that probably counts more than the matchup. At least if you're talking the difference between four and seven games. Yep. Because yep, even yep. You know, yep. even when the Sox won the second time, um, the ratings for that series weren't, weren't very good. Yeah, and they, if the cup if the Cubs had swept last year, the the I think the average would have been dramatically different. Yes, 
Absolutely. But once you get that sixth game, uh, that's, that's really when, um, you know, because they really don't I, – I think they really just sell – conservatively they sell – obviously they sell out the first four games, but then they're – you know, they take markers for game five because more, more often than not you're going to get a game five. Uh, but then once they know that they're getting that sixth game – they start booking seven because why not? All you got to do is cancel the order. So it's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but then the, you know, the rates go up and, uh, I, you know, I, I think with a small market, uh, you'd think a seven game series, no matter what would get the numbers, but I'm trying to think, has there been a recent, uh, world series that went, the distance that featured a small market team. So I and then know, how did it, yeah, I know that like the, the angels and the, the giants in, in 2002 was, but that's so long ago now. I don't think that's a, a good comp. Although those were two fairly big market teams though, right? Well, they, I mean, they were, uh, you know what the West coast. So, so I think you, you look at the, uh, the big West coast baseball markets, particularly for Anaheim, uh, and and the, you consider them small market teams on a national basis, yeah. Uh, and that that's just that's just how I think about them. Um, and and even and even by the way, I mean the Dodgers aren't even a big deal in Los Angeles. Some of that's not Los Angeles's fault, but uh, uh, you know I don't know how big of a deal the Dodgers are nationally at this point. I I, I think certainly a a much bigger uh, deal from a historic perspective than than Anaheim. Um, but uh, you know I think the the East Coast markets rule baseball for the most part. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. I mean, you look at historically the the biggest number. Sh- Chicago accepted, of course. Yeah, well, Chicago's closer to the East Coast than the West Coast. Are they, they are they in Central or Eastern Time, Chicago? They're in Central. Yeah, They're that's Central. I'm giving them Central on that basis. Only. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the biggest number was the '78 series, the Yankees Dodgers, and that averaged. That went six on NBC, and that averaged forty-four million people. Forty-four what? million people. Didn't uh, didn't they have a rematch in like eighty-one? They did, and uh, the Dodgers beat the Yankees, and that was six games too. And that that also that was forty-one million. So, um, on on average was, across all the games, right? So uh, so across, last yeah. yeah last year's game seven was. Average forty million plus, but that was the only yeah. game that uh, that averaged that kind. So the do you, do you have the series average for last year at your fingertips? I do. Just give me one second. Sure. I keep all this stuff in different files, and I should I should probably uh, put them all in an Excel thing, but that would be too uh, that would make too much sense. Hey, you know whatever uh, works for you. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Um, so I have I have all these horrible things with ratings going back like 20 years. So I can tell you like, you know what uh, Veronica's Closet did in 1998, <laughs> which is great because uh, that'll that'll make for a, a you know a, a comfy pillow when they put me in the rest home. Well, I love <laughs> so much interesting things to talk about. Uh, so the World Series last year, seven games, like you said, last game went 40 million. The average was twenty two point eight. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's huge, considering yeah. 
you just don't get numbers like that with baseball anymore. It was even yeah. a little younger too. The median age was a little under 54. Um, but I think the year before was about 55. So, uh, you know, it, that's the thing. Fox is going to get no matter what. If if they don't get Yankees, Cubs, you know, in seven, uh, and Aaron Judge manages to like derail the four train by hitting the ball through the subway window, uh, they're going to you know it's going to be down year over year, and people are going to miss the point, and you're going to see a lot of sort of ridiculous stories out there. But um, baseball is dying; it's going to make a comeback. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Remember, it just it completely died and. uh, Uh, It was just for old people. No one was watching anymore. And then, uh, well, I think, you know, the big surprise uh, last year was how well the the Cavs-Warriors series did when it really wasn't competitive at all. What, it it went five five games? Yes, five games. Yeah. And it it, it almost did as well as the seven-game series. Uh, Yeah, it had a a 30-plus million game. You know, b- before uh, a game six, so that yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, but they then you look at you know you look at the numbers that the NBA Finals did over the summer, so twenty million people basically, uh, uh, and then you look at the six game Stanley Cup Final, <laughs> and it's four and a half million. Yeah, it's just you know it's yeah, uh, it's not in the same league literally. It's not no, you know you almost have to say soccer now is the 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 fourth sport in the top tier, uh, which is, oh, so that we were going to talk about the out of home stuff. I think that that ah. shouldn't be lost in the mixes. When we talk about the ratings year over year, and it's tough. You can't really do the apples to Fiona Apple comparison because there weren't out of home ratings the previous year, uh, which people love to point out in the comments. And uh, then I go and, take a Valium and calm down. Um, but uh, yes, obviously. But the, the the fact is that they do exist now and yep. they are being transacted against and they count. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of conditions. You have to be close enough to the television set to, to have your personal people meter, yep. uh, portable people meter, uh, pick up on the, the Q-tone. And the, and the audio has to be on wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're in a bar where even they turn the sound down during commercials, which there's a lot of bars on the east side that do that. They have uh, this really awful SEC bar on the east side. And uh, while you're watching Tennessee pretend it knows how to play football or whatever it does, uh, and all these people are drinking things like swamp juice, and it's just like, why am I here? Uh, They turn the sound off during the commercials. And then they blare like Leonard Skinner. Uh, it's really awful, and I don't know why I go there. But um, uh, so that wouldn't count. Any view that you had, if you were in that particular uh, establishment, wouldn't wouldn't count. Because um, now, I now now for Anthony, for for any practical purpose, like when will be the first time we see any out of home data for the NFL for this season, and will it only be for ESPN and CBS? Given the uh, the my understanding of who signed up. Although I I don't think ESPN or excuse me I don't know if CBS like Fox has transacted against it just yet um you know they signed up for the service so there's a big difference between signing an agency like right, ESPN right. did last year um well but they can still uh, report they can still report the numbers at least absolutely yes yes 
uh, it just won't mean anything to the actual. Yeah, it won't okay. it won't be adding any any money if they didn't sell yeah. them. Yeah, I'm just I'm but, just trying to 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 you know to to give people an idea of uh, a well any of the NFL ratings for the season you've seen so far they, they don't they don't contain any of that stuff. So all the year over year comparisons are are pretty good. But at some point here, maybe in a week or two, we will we will start seeing some numbers. Or, or yeah. am I wrong takes, about that as well? It, no, it takes I think it takes about a month for them to uh, process the data. Um, it's it's a little longer than the C three because what what week are we on the C oh this, this is the second week right yeah um, so I'll be getting the C three data two, two weeks. weeks from now yeah for the first week um, so it takes it for whatever reason um, and I guess it's almost like you know and you know this you've been tracking this for so long uh, how you just don't get ratings. Uh, for Sunday until Tuesday, as if you know everybody at Nielsen is Fred Flintstone, and the you know the, the dinosaur <laughs> bell rings, and, and they just leave at five o'clock. And uh, I, I I've never understood that. Like there's no I, one you processing know, the data. I, I actually I get a lot of what Nielsen does in the context of uh, of the legacy business of like thirty years ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah. but 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 to their credit, I mean, like it used to be that that the. Uh, that the for the for the daytime windows we would not see the weekend sports numbers until Thursday so they've got those coming out now on Tuesdays yeah. as well so some some improvement there I'll I'll give them credit and, where credit is due and they didn't even have anything outside of overnights I think it was the eighties there was a I think Joe Adalian at Vulture posted this old uh, TV Guide magazine story I want to say it was eighty three. Um, just just, and, just uh, the meter this, markets until then. Yeah, they yeah yeah. So and it, the whole story was, hey, we're going to get uh, the next day. We're going to get uh, total viewers, and we're going to have uh, some demographics. So everybody was kind of flying blind back then. But you know, cable barely existed, yep. and you, you had to get up to change the channel, and everything did a thirty share because <laughs> there wasn't anything else on. So they didn't really have to worry about it. I don't think they had to sweat out the overnights like they do now. Uh, although, of course, you get the cognitive dissonance of the network saying, oh, we don't look at the overnights anymore. They don't mean anything. And then they get a big overnight number and, oh, look, it's a press release. Uh, Fox has already even has sort of fallen into that conundrum where uh, we're not going to release the live same day numbers anymore, yeah. uh, except when we do a special event. And then, uh, then you're going to get those uh, because the live same day numbers don't, they don't have any uh, relation to the actual viewership, and part of that, yes, it's true. It doesn't take into consideration the people who watch delayed and time shifted and whatever. Uh, but it also is very close to the final commercial ratings uh, because most of the people who watch uh, in playback don't watch the commercials. Yeah. So I always feel very comfortable in saying, um, you know, until we get the the currency data, and you guys don't want to share it. Uh, I'm fine with printing the live same day because there's only two tenths of a point to the difference. You know, it doesn't make really much that much of a difference. There's different there's outliers. Uh, Empire does almost like a whole ratings point up uh, when when you look at the the difference between the live same day and the C3. Um, but for the most part, it's it's negligible. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's just the sales guys don't want us to see the real numbers. 
Um, I, I think it's of interest to maybe 20 people, <laughs> uh, you know, outside of the industry. I, I don't yeah. know why it's such a big deal, but every time we get the live seven-day stuff, it's just like I, I will keep this so that I have – when I get the actual currency data and then I can show you the difference between the three things and how there is no difference really and how this is all fluff, and then, you know, the phone starts ringing and you got to deal with that with <laughs> them. You know, it's 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 amazing. So I, I've come to the conclusion that that uh, there there are way 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 more people subscribing to Nielsen than I realize because the uh, the networks don't have the power to just shut down completely shut down the distribution of any daily data and uh, and 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 if they did, I think at this point that that's what they would do because because yeah. there's no upside for them in uh, in any da- daily data even getting out anymore. I don't think. No, it, it really it it really doesn't do them any good. It's um, I, I think so much of TV is just the, the everything works on the the legacy model. I mean, this is why we're still stuck with demos. You know, demos are uh, just a weird uh, the sort of uh, contrivance you know, that that has never really made a ton of sense. You know, an eighteen year old has very little in common. So so uh we we you know I'm I'm kind of an outlier here because it this always makes sense to me paying a premium for the people who are hardest to reach. Like I I th- I just get that instinctively and uh that seems to be what happens no matter what anyone actually says. So uh I I think more than anything it's scarcity that drives all that stuff than than legacy. And and I think yeah. right now today the the youthful eyeballs are a very scarce uh resource. Yeah, I was I was looking at uh I was looking at 18 to 34 data for the first week and uh Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. Yeah. You take football crazy. out. It's crazy. Rick and Morty. It just it Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon has has like the number one show with 18 to 34. Dan Harmon. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. excellent though. I, and you think if that if if Dan could control some of his baser impulses, <laughs> uh, that guy could be running the running the show. Hey, you know uh, what though? Think, so Rick 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 and Morty is a is is a is a is a pretty is a pretty good outcome for him, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so, you know it's it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say it's it's uh, it's nice that there's something that that 18 to 34 year olds watch. Uh, so you can't make the argument that they've completely disappeared. But then you look at the year over year hut levels every year being the season, and you're like, wow, these people are just disappearing. And the problem with that is not only is that just a big chunk of your you know your your primary demographic, um, it, if they leave, they're not coming back. Yeah. So. Eventually, the 34-year-olds become 35-year-olds, become 36-year-olds, and you just aren't going to have – you're just not going to be able to reach them anymore. And I think uh, – I don't think broadcast television does much of uh, – if anything to reach that demo at all. There's, I can't think well, of – Well, outside anything. of the, the sports, the NFL for sure it, draws them in. Yeah. There's – I mean, even the, even the CW is – they don't even transact on 18 to 34 anymore. Their, their primary demo is 18 to 49. And you look, all their shows, does, they do like a tenth or two tenths better in, in, in 18 to 49 to 18 to 34. And they're creeping up there. I think their median age is, uh, they're the only one that's sub 50 out yeah. of the big five, but and, not. And, and, and just not barely, it just barely yeah. if, it, if it is. Yeah. So, so, so uh, Anthony, before getting to your uh, prediction for tonight's game, 
which I'll get you out of here with. Uh, what What are your thoughts on uh, on Amazon uh, averaging uh, three hundred seventy two thousand for uh, its streaming of uh, of Thursday Night Football? Which I don't know how compared to Twitter's first game, but it was you know it was more than a hundred thousand above Twitter's uh, two thousand and sixteen average. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I was I was puzzled by that. Uh because they didn't use the per minute average. Uh, they used a 30 second minimum. Uh, so so I, I am, I am now taking that. Uh, and these are, these are from some, some people at Nielsen I know and, and people at other places. I'm just taking that as it's the same as the average minute, even though it's got that 30 second qualifier. Otherwise sure. it's just the AMA number. And uh, so, so that's still, and I assume by the way, that Twitter would have done this. Nielsen would have done the same thing with Twitter last year. So it's still, you know, apples to apples. And yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, and so, um, you know, what are your, what are your quick thoughts? Cause you know, I was seeing, I talked to Dr- Jimmy Traina before that game and he was saying that, uh, you know, he just didn't, he just wasn't feeling any juice for the, uh, for the streaming at all. And th- that makes sense to me, right? Cause we're on Twitter and we're not seeing any of it. Uh, but, but what also kind of made sense to me was the notion that, well, but Amazon can, can target these guys as soon as they sign on, you know, after work. And, uh, and that I, yeah, seems like it's pretty that- effective. Yeah, that's the big thing. Uh, you know, um, this isn't this isn't a volume business, but this is they can monetize this better than anybody. Um, so they're just harvesting data, and uh, you know they're they're gonna ultimately. I you know I think it's a two sided thing too. I think the NFL is going to kick the tires on pretty much every big digital platform. You know, YouTube will get a shot and. Uh, Facebook will get a shot before they do the next uh, television deal or media deal. Yeah. I still don't think I don't think we're going to see a major package go to a digital uh, primarily because I, I don't think the streaming's there yet. I also don't think you know I think the 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 NFL has these legacy deals with the networks and they're very cozy and uh, it's old fashioned. They like the the reach of, of broadcast. Uh, they like uh, the the immediacy of, of television, and um, uh, I just don't see him other than maybe maybe some regional games on Sunday. I would argue that the Thursday night package would be you can't take it away from NFL Network because the whole point of NFL yep. Network is to have yep. that eight game package or whatever they have. But um, I can see why CBS and NBC wouldn't necessarily want to give it up even though they have that truncated thing where then now they share it and it's on a different network every week. And it's, you know, uh, but cause it's just, you look at the, 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 the actual ratings number and it's Sunday night, you know, primetime only it goes Sunday night. One of the Thursday night packages, NBC was higher last year. They had better matchups. And then the second Thursday night. So it's, yep. it, it doesn't do anywhere near the, the numbers that Sunday night does or Fox or CBS, the late but games. still but pretty good, still huge. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's blowing uh, the big bang and, and, and this is us and modern family and empire and all the scripted stuff out of the water. So I, I can see why they wouldn't want to give it up, but I, you know, the future obviously is, is in these digital. Uh, uh, you know, so. so I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not completely sold on it yet. So I think it'll be a while before those platforms are able to serve. I mean, so, so if you think about what the, you know, what the television infrastructure does, it's like really good at delivering TV. It just yes. works. And uh, it, it, I, I, it, I think it, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say I'm sorry, but I, it reminds me of when 
when the internet and and they wanted to converge i think it was bill gates who always talked about the convergence of of the pc and the television um not realizing that at the time you know pre uh there wasn't high speed internet in the home um and not that many people are online anyways uh that there wasn't really a use for it and i think at the time we called it uh jennifer aniston's sweater because the idea was that there was going to be this uh uh, like a like a business app, and you would point your remote at the TV while watching The Friends, and say, "I would like to purchase the sweater that uh, Jennifer Aniston's character is wearing," and and that never took off because it's just dumb. Um, but it, it's also like the pizza thing. The, the phone is. Uh, hey, I, Anthony, I I, I ordered Domino's on Sunday online. Thing, the whole thing. You did. And the okay, whole thing see, worked, I, worked well. Worked well. It was I, fast. I, it was quick. I, I liked it. I, loved, I liked not I having loved, to deal with a real person. I see. We're all going to be. We're, we're going to be hermits. <laughs> they were going to be so unused to uh. human contact, which I'm fine with. I'm probably living <laughs> in the wrong place, but um, I, 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 I am. Seamless. I'm living in the right place for that, by the way. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we have seamless, and seamless is amazing. Seamless is just the best. But for some reason, pizza just doesn't. It just seems so much easier just to pick up the phone. They have your number on the other end, so they know what you want. And um, I don't know. I'm, I might be alone in that. I don't bank online either because I'm, I'm uh, suspicious. Wow. Uh, so I, there's a, yeah, there's a lot. That's I, a, so, I, you I know what? I, I get the suspicion, but the, the, the convenience trade-off there is so big. And, and uh, that's a, that's a, you know, you drew that line in the sand that you're not going to trade your soul for convenience. And I, I admire that. I, well, I also have this horrible thing where I spend a lot of time making life even harder for myself than it needs to be. I don't really understand why because it just really makes me frustrated. I didn't get a, a, a mobile phone until I think it was 2001. So, And I'm a germaphobe. So I had to walk around New York and touch those disgusting pay phones, pay phones. Oh. because I was like, I don't want a cell phone. I don't want people to get a hold of me. And it was just dumb. After a while, it's like, you're a reporter. You have to have a cell phone. Uh, I, I pay my cable bill in person. I go down to the place and, and just pay the guy cash uh, uh, because I don't want to do it online. None of that makes any sense. I, I'm not even going to justify it. Um, <laughs> I was standing in line behind a guy getting salad. I'm never more judgmental of other human beings when I'm watching what they put on their salad. And the guy put corn on his salad, and I was like, what are you doing? That's What are you, a chicken? And then I realized I got uh, ch- chicken and egg whites on my salad, and it's like the world's saddest family reunion. And it's like, why am I judging this guy? I, I, don't, have, I don't have my stuff together either. Uh, Oh, man, how am I going? How am I going to turn this around to get you in a good mood? So uh, give me uh, uh, before you get out of here. So oh, give me your is, prediction for tonight. Me, this is me in a good mood. Uh, <laughs> Yankees. Uh, let's see. You, you want me to give my prediction first? Yeah. Why don't you do that and then I'll. Yeah. I got the Yankees uh, scoring uh, uh, five runs in the first two innings and then coasting to a five to two win. I that. That sounds good. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> feel like, I, I feel like a, an explosion early, and then it turns into a nail biter because uh, uh, the pitching gets sloppy. Uh, I see a terrible fielding error that will haunt my dreams, and uh, 
I think we we squeak out of there with a four. Let's say four three. Ah, that 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 still works. So, how much does uh does your schedule get uh, turned around by uh, by the Yankees being in the playoffs? Like, will you have to adjust your schedule next week if they win tonight? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I might work from home, and I'm, I'm <laughs> you can't see me because we're not skyping, but I'm wiggling my fingers in the time honored uh, scare quotes. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's something great about it. I, no one, I, I think Roger Angel needs to write about this because he no one writes about baseball better or more poetically anyways, there's that weird, and maybe it's mostly just the Fox broadcast. There's something about the, the light and there's something about uh, just the way the, 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 the night looks uh, in October baseball. I can't quite describe it, but you, you look at the television and maybe it's just you hear Joe Buck and you're just kind of like I I think it's the ang- I think I think it in the daytime games I think the angle of the sudden is is a key factor. Sure. At this time but, of but year. I mean like the the, the dark, when you look at a you watch a, a, a an August or July night game and then you watch an October for some reason there's just a different feel to it. And I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm buying into the elegiac nonsense. Maybe it's the new new LED lighting. That could be. That could, or maybe my eyes are. Maybe I need get cataracts. Maybe that's <laughs> that's what's going on. Maybe I got to get the cataracts done. Um, I'm going to be. Uh, I've got two more years in the demo, uh, and then uh, that's all. Put, you, oh, oh, oh no, uh, eighteen to forty nine demo. Okay, yeah. so then, but yeah. then you then you got uh, five six years as a scraggler in the uh, twenty five to fifty four, where you you still kind of count in some places. Yeah. And then you and I, then you then you turn into me. Worthless to all advertisers, apparently. By, my, my parents get so mad when I remind them of that. Uh, <laughs> they'll be watching Blue Bloods Friday night, CBS. Uh, and uh, my dad will get – he's like, I got money. I buy stuff. What the hell? And I get like, yeah, it's always been like that. I, I don't make the rules. Well, you should talk to somebody. I'll say, yeah, I'll, when the next time I see Les Moonves, I'll – I'll give him a piece of my mind. Um, hey, hey believe me, Les, Les would, would love to get paid for those guys if he could. I'm surprised they haven't been able to negotiate a 35 to 64, at least. At least. When your median age is 61 across the entire network for primetime, you know, how are you not? How, I, I, I don't, I, you know, advertisers not- don't, you know, they don't want those people because they they have these faulty ideas that people don't. You know, you buy a brand and that's it. You know, you never change. And uh, uh, it, it is part of it is like you said, it's 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 the scarcity. Uh, and older people are definitely not scarce. They're the ones watching all the TV. But they also have all the money, so they buy stuff. My parents buy a new car every other year. So it it just seems a little weird not to try to pitch them stuff when they're watching Tom Selleck and uh, Maggie Mock's brother being taps. <laughs> I I am with you on that, but uh, but that that is the world that we live in, where where uh, people like me are free to the advertisers. You get me for free. Now, speaking of advertising, would you consider doing advertising on your pod? Because I've been reading all sorts of stuff that says people who listen to pods are almost uniquely okay with the idea of a spot, uh, as long as the person who hosts it reads it. Um, and, and, you know, most people, 
So, so the, the quick answer for, for me is no, I'm not interested in that. The, the levels of downloads where I'd need to get to, to make that like something that would be interesting to me is, uh, is so far out of reach. I'm not considering it. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the idea of like a, a single sponsor with a single read, like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I, you know, I, I, uh, I crap all over Alexa all the time, but at the end of the day, I am, I am in the tank for Amazon and, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, there are many Amazon products besides Alexa, you know, from, from audible to Amazon prime that I would happily promote on my podcast cause I use them and love them. Uh, but, uh, but, but generally speaking, I, I think, you know, I, I, I posted today, you know, Jim Miller was my number one downloaded podcast. That was, that was 2000 downloads plus, and, uh, you need to get 10,000 to even make, you know, any reasonable advertising money. And, uh, I, I, I just don't see adding that in to make, you know, 50 bucks here and there. But you, and you, but you can't, uh, if somebody just, uh, streams it on the site, can, do you get a read on that? as well if they don't download it do you do you have stats on, on, so, so, on that usage so so basically the way that i have everything set up is any kind of streaming initiates a download so i i see everything in one oh, fashion okay. or another now i have not looked in in depth detail enough you know i mean i could actually look at my raw logs and probably figure out some listening data uh but i, I you know what i i, I think I'm, I'm happier not knowing right now uh, have you uh, have you thought about having your friend uh, the Reaper come on and talk about the the new season? I have actually, you know, uh, because I, you know to tell to tell to tell tales out of school. Anthony and I had some scheduling issues this time around, and, and I was actually thinking about Bill today. I was like, you know what, maybe I, sh- I should have lined Bill up as a as a as a backup in case Anthony bails on me. Well, but, he's, uh, he's he's been in in rare air the last couple of days. Just just lobbing it at people, hilarious. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. This is his. This is his favorite. This is this is Christmas for the Reaper. The uh, the beginning <laughs> of the new the new TV season is uh, is a is a holiday at his household for sure. Anthony, thanks very much for joining the podcast. A pleasure as always to have you. Uh, thanks for having me, Robert. And uh, I'm sorry this is not going to break uh, Miller's record. The the stuff about uh, salad is probably not going to do it for you i think you uh, could squeeze into the top 10 though that's a, something to strive for well let me know uh, <laughs> and then i'll uh, you know i just once I, I i mean i appreciate it when he gives me shouts out on on other pods too uh but uh just once i'd like to uh top the professor at something something uh, I, actually, I think you know, like, I just want him to ask me to do his pod he's got a rand on there a thousand times a rand Rand. Oh, uh, yeah, but but yeah, but you know, John is John is the guy who's getting the call from Dan Patrick's show, you know, to talk that stuff. Yeah. So he, John is a, Johnny O is a pretty big deal, I think. He is. He's a big shot. He's a big wheel. He's uh, he's also much more affable. He doesn't talk about nonsense and grumble. <laughs> he grumbles a, a little bit. You get you can get him grumbling bit. about yeah. you can get him grumbling yeah, about the, you, the you Orioles. Him talking anyway. about the Orioles. Yeah. All right, Good Anthony. <laughs> Take care, Robert. Thanks, as always, to Anthony Krupe for joining the podcast. Recent episodes include Jim Miller, also known as best-selling author James Andrew Miller, uh, Sports Business Journal's John Orand and the Big Lead's Ryan Glassbeagle, Golf Channel's Molly Solomon, and ESPN's Rachel Nichols. You can find all the past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SportsTVRatings.com. Thanks for listening.
now you listen and you listen good, see? What you gotta do is, I got this show, it's gonna do an 07 in C7. Well, it's a piece of fucking shit, that's why. But, 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 but you know how the dynamics work. So what, what you're gonna do is you're gonna pay me a 7% CPM. Oh, don't fuck around with me, God damn it! It's a fucking sign of the line that's dotted. Jesus fucking Christ, I don't, don't give me that look. 